Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Happening now, the federal government seems to be stumbling toward another shutdown as the House intertwines funding the government with an impeachment investigation of President Biden. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford has had a plan for a long time now, a plan that would stop government shutdowns forever by forcing lawmakers to do their job. And the senator is back with us live on the KRMG Morning News. Welcome back. Good morning. Thank you so much. What what a what a crazy idea. Everybody just do your job and stay on focus. Yeah, I, I think we have to do that here. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> well, you can... have schedules and deadlines you have to hit every yeah. single hour, yeah. every single moment, that there's a certain thing has to happen at a certain time. Congress has the same thing. where We have budget deadlines that are supposed to be done at certain times. And the bill that I have to end government shutdowns, I've been focusing on for years to get us to a point that we actually have to abide by deadlines. And if we get to the end of the budget year, and the budget work is not done, we basically stay after class until our homework is done. We're in session seven days a week. We can't do anything else but the budget bills, the what's called the appropriation bills. We have to stay on focus on that. That forces the debate about debt and deficit that we need to have, but it also holds the American people harmless and federal workers that they really had no say on all this, and uh, they don't want to end up on furlough uh, not getting a paycheck during that time period. This seems so common sense. Um, and you do have bipartisan sponsorship of this. What's the roadblock? Why can't this get done? Because every time we get to this, we do have very strong support. It's going to be leadership, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat. They know that they have leverage when you get to a government shutdown, and they can push members to say, vote for this bad bill. And if you don't vote for this bad bill, we're going to have a government shutdown, so we got to be able to vote for it now. They lose that leverage if government shutdowns go off the table forever. And uh, so whether it is a Republican leader or a Democrat leader, we end up having the struggle at the very end of people saying, yes, this is a good idea. Let's do it. And then it never seems to get to the floor. So we're working on a way to force this thing to the floor, because if it is the floor, it will pass. We have enough votes for it. It will pass. Uh, but it's a matter of just getting it forced to the floor. What do you think about the House starting an impeachment inquiry into President Biden? Well, it sounds like a whole bunch of folks really are looking forward to a President Kamala Harris uh, at this point. I, I think at the next point, everyone has to consider if you impeach Biden, then you have a President Harris. Is that a better option? I, I think the, the bigger struggle here is there's obvious, huge questions uh, about President Biden and his finances about not thousands of dollars, but millions of dollars from foreign funds, uh, from Ukraine, from China, from multiple different former Soviet bloc countries uh, that were pouring in meetings that he had with uh, the uh, mayor of Moscow's wife where millions of dollars were transferred into then accounts uh, that were connected to Hunter Biden and then transferred over. So there's a ton of questions here that all need to be answered. They feel like the best way to do that is with an impeachment inquiry. I think they need to have the investigation, but I think everybody needs to consider where this goes in the days ahead and to be able to make sure that we're actually following the dots. So it is 
it is a big issue. The House is going to take the lead on this to be able to go through it. I'll go through the process as I did when Democrats twice impeached President Trump on it. Uh, the first for a phone call, literally, with a Ukrainian leader. And now this is a situation where there are millions of dollars that appear to be transferred from Ukraine uh, to, the, uh, at that time, Vice President Biden's family. Now, setting the, that aside, um, there are many Republicans who think one article of impeachment that the House could return is for the president's, what they say is the president's incompetent handling of the border crisis. As a member of the Senate yes. Subcommittee on Border Management, do you think maybe that's worthy of impeachment? It actually is not. That is, It's painful to be able to say on it, but I, clearly the president has botched the whole thing with the border. But the issue with uh, impeachment is not about incompetence in the task. The American people decide who they're going to put in any place and any elected uh, official on this. And the Constitution is very clear in the argument about the Constitution. It's not about incompetence in the task. It is about high crimes and misdemeanors against the American people. Uh, so when there's a criminal act that has occurred, that is an impeachable event. If you just disagree with a president or disagree with their handling or they're incompetent for the task, that's not up to an impeachment inquiry constitutionally. So I understand that there are folks that disagree with me, but that is the standard of the United States Constitution is not about competence for the task or the quality of their work. Uh, it is about high crimes and misdemeanors saying all that. We have major problems at the border. We, we, last week, we crossed a moment where we had 6 million people that have now crossed in the less than three years of the Biden administration. That is the same number of people that crossed in the two terms of the Obama administration and the Trump administration. So in less than three years, President Biden has waived in 6 million people across the border. That happened in the previous 12, 12 years, years combined. I, I know you want to talk about China's economic coercion and, and the creeping influence. Uh, we'll get there next, but I want to look at another part of Asia first and ask you what you think of North Korea's Kim Jong-un meeting today with Russia's Vladimir Putin. Yeah, it, it's not a big surprise on it. Obviously, these two have connected multiple times before. Uh, it, it appears to be a deal where Russia is running out of ammunition, and so they're going to call on North Korea to be able to provide for them. North Korea and its communist nation is literally starving uh, as Kim Jong-un travels on his luxury train and works on developing nuclear weapons. His people are starving. And so he's trying to get food from Russia uh, in exchange for sending weapons to Russia. Uh, it's a bizarre connection of two dictators uh, to be able to gather together and to be able to figure out how they can keep their countries afloat at this point uh, by sharing aid with each other. Uh, but it's a painful reminder of the friends that Putin has for the folks that look at the war in Ukraine and what's happening in Russia and think this is no big deal. Uh, this is Putin and his alliance with communist China and communist North Korea uh, against the Western world. And make no mistake, we do not need to have Putin win this war. This is not a war that the United States needs to personally be involved in. Our sons and daughters and friends do not need to be out on that battlefield. Uh, but it is for the benefit of the entire world if the Ukrainians win this war. And so if there are ways that we can help the Ukrainians, we should. Do you feel that Senate support for Ukraine is wavering? No, I think a lot of people uh, struggle with oversight. They're just trying to make sure that actually the dollars and the weapon systems are being handled correctly. No one wants to see any kind of graft where uh, people are taking the money that the American people are helping the Ukrainian war fight go to oligarchs and such. So there's actually now 21 
different overseers and different agencies, entities, and inspectors uh, that are around all the transfer of any kind of weapon systems from the United States uh, to Ukraine. So what we're doing is dramatically increasing the oversight uh, to make sure there's not graft. Now, it's a war. You're, you're not going to be able to, to track every single dollar, every single bullet that's going. It is a messy affair, to be able to say the least. Uh, but now there's a much, much better oversight of the process as well. And to make sure that we're not just handing money to Ukraine uh, that's just disappearing out the back door heading to some oligarch. Uh, that's a key aspect. Uh, but I don't know of anyone in the Senate that wants Russia to win this war. Uh, there's no pro-Putin faction in the Senate. Uh, the focus is these are, these are the American people's dollars. We should be wise with them. And while, as you just mentioned, as we have a, a total blunder on our own southern border, there are a lot of folks saying, hey, I understand what's happening in Ukraine, but we also need to pay attention to what's happening in the United States. We are the United States. We can do both. Just Biden is choosing not to do both. 7-Eleven have just a couple more minutes with Senator James Langford, so let's spend it on China. Uh, speaking of over oversight, you uh, led this week the introduction of the Belt and Road Oversight Act. I take it this is a, what, a response to all the infrastructure money and loans China's been passing out in the third world? Yeah, there's two different pieces that I dropped in. The Belt and Road is trying to be able to track what China is doing. They're, they're basically taking advantage of poorer countries by going in and saying, hey, we'll help finance an airport or a port or a set of roads in your country. But what they're really doing is setting up long-term military bases because they'll put onerous repayment process on these poorer countries. When the countries can't repay, China will say, well, okay, well, let's just find, we'll occupy that airport now. We built it for your commercial use, but our military is going to use it now. Mm. And they're actually just expanding their influence worldwide. I'm trying to be able to track that. Second thing we put into place is a bill called the Deter Act. Uh, the Deter Act basically reminds every American company and China that if China invades Taiwan, the same sanctions that we put on Russia will be put on China that day. Uh, this is not trying to threaten China. This is trying to tell everyone in advance that if China chooses to invade Taiwan, uh, that those uh, all the favored nation, all the trade, everything that happens with China ends in a single day. That would be crippling to the Chinese economy. And we want to be able to remind them, hey, that's a wrong way to go. And we want to remind American companies that if all of your manufacturing is based in China, you need to start looking at other places uh, because if they invade Taiwan, that logistics is going to end that day. And remind us again what Oklahoma's exposure to China's influence is. Actually, we do have some uh, that's there, uh, and it's in ways that Oklahomans don't track a lot on. And the first one is on pharmaceuticals. Uh, 10,000 of the active ingredients that are in American pharmaceuticals come directly from China. Uh, so the biggest issue that we've got to shift and shift quickly uh, so that we don't have that vulnerability and control from a communist nation is to make sure that our pharmaceuticals and the production of those are not completely dependent on China. Uh, the second one is issues like lithium, cobalt, uh, which isn't just in electric vehicle batteries, but it's also in steel manufacturing and such. So if China is a main focus for toys and trinkets, that's not as much of an, uh, an issue. If it is for pharmaceuticals and for energy, that's a very significant issue. Senator, always fascinating. We always learn a lot when we talk to you. Thank you for being with us this morning.
Thank you. You bet. Glad to be able to visit y'all. Keep praying for the nation. We're not giving hope. We keep working. Oklahoma Senator James Langford. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.